the romance of the ranchos. New Mexico, 1841. Workman Roland Party starts for California. Los Angeles, 1846. Americans' lives saved by revolt. Los Angeles, 1876. Panic closes Southland banks. Title Insurance and Trust Company of Los Angeles presents The Romance of the Ranchos, a weekly dramatization of the colorful events which make up the history of our Southern California. Each week, our wandering vaquero, Frank Graham, tells another true story of famous people and happenings, rich in romance and adventure. Now a word from the title insurance and trust company about a kind of insurance that takes precedence over all others today. Victory insurance. That's what your regular purchases of defense bonds and stamps really are. For the money thus made available to our government in this time of greatest need will provide the planes, tanks, guns, and bombs that alone can insure our victory. And don't forget that in buying this victory insurance, you're also insuring the future financial well-being of your family. Defense bonds are a sound business investment, guaranteeing a definite and substantial return. So put your dimes and dollars to work for America and for you. Do it now. Do it regularly. Do it often. Here to tell us the story is our wandering vaquero, Frank Graham. Buenas noches, senoras y señores. Our story tonight concerns two of the Southland's early pioneers, partners in ownership of a vast tract of land in the fertile San Gabriel Valley, the great Rancho La Puente of William Workman and John Rowland. Here is a story rich in the romance of the ranchos. <laughs> Our story starts about the year 1841, when two business partners in the little New Mexican town of Taos, near Santa Fe, discussed an important matter. But, John, does this mean that our partnership is dissolved, that you're striking out on your own? Of course not, Bill. Who ever said anything like that? Well, uh, the firm of William Workman and John Rowland is going to go on as long as we live. As long as we live and maybe longer. Now, that ain't the idea at all. It's just that we'd be, well, transferring operations somewhere else. Uh, but you want to go to California. Oh, sure. Sure I want to go to California. I want to take a look around. See if it looks like a good place to settle down and start our business all over again. You know, we can't stay here. No, we can't. It's getting more unhealthy every day. 
Sure, Ben Wilson says that Armejo, the governor, has gotten word somehow or other that the Texas boys are organizing to march in here and take over New Mexico. It's bad enough for Americans here now, but when that happens, none of us will be safe from these New Mexicans and Indians. Yeah, we got to get out while there's still a chance. Yes, you're right. But Ben, California, that's a long way off. It's another Mexican province. There aren't many Americans there. Why not go back to Missouri, back to civilization? What chance did we have? No, Bill, we ought to go out there where we can start something. Go out where we have a chance to really make a place for ourselves, not just get in on the tail end. Yes. Well, perhaps you're right. It seems like a peculiar place to start a business out in the wilderness where there's nobody to do business with. Well, you may be right. That's what I want to find out. That's why I'm going out there. Anyways, I've always had a hankering to see it. Ever since the first time I heard tell about California. Oh, it must be a mighty nice place to live, all right. Yeah, more than that, though. If it's such a nice place to live, sooner or later, people are going, going to live there. Americans. Yeah, they're spreading farther west every day. Won't take them long to get out there, and well, we'll be in on the ground floor. I trust your judgment, John. Go on, see what you can find. Whatever you decide will be all right with me. As long as we have to move anyway, it might as well be west, I suppose. Good. I'll make arrangements to leave right away. Man, that's a hard trip. In fact, nobody's ever made it except a few trappers. <laughs> How'd you get there? Uh, you seem to forget, Bill, that... Well, I've been a trapper. Oh, yes. I've done a lot of exploring around this west, and I haven't forgotten all I knew. I'll find my way to California all right, and I'll be back in the spring. Back in the spring, ready to take both our families back to a new home in California. So John Rowland took leave of his partner, William Workman, and made the hazardous journey across Indian-infested mountains and deserts to the remote Mexican province of California. Once in Southern California, the young American was pleased with what he saw, and back he went to Taos, determined to persuade the others. He arrived in the New Mexican town in the nick of time to find his family and friends considerably upset. Listen to them, John. These riots have been getting worse and worse. Governor Armijo has whipped them up into a frenzy against us. No Americans have been attacked, have they? No, not yet, but if this keeps up, it'll only be a matter of days. They've been threatening several times. We've barricaded the doors and windows just in case. How many of us are there? there are about 20 men with their families. Altogether, about 40 Americans. Ben Wilson and I have rounded them up and taken whatever measures we could to ensure their safety, but we're outnumbered 20 to 1. More than that. Well, thank heavens I got back in time. They still have a chance to escape. Bill, we'll call them all together tonight. I'll lay my plans before them. What is it? California? That's right. We'll find safety and a future fortune there. And I'm proposing that we stock up and get ready to leave as soon as possible. The American pioneers of Santa Fe accepted John Rowland's proposition and escaped the trap of the New Mexicans just in time. Across the parched plains and hazardous mountains, the tiny caravan plodded. And after almost two months of difficult travel, on November 5th, 1841, they came down through Cajon Pass into the promised land of Southern California. It was the first party of American settlers to come to the Southland with the idea of making it their home, the vanguard of that great westward migration which made world history. As such, the Workman Rowland Party, with its honor roll of future great names in Southern California annals, made history. Besides the leaders, 
There were Don Benito Wilson, Lemuel Carpenter, John Reed, and many others. Most of them were to make their homes here. Many of them were to follow much the same procedure that John Rowland did. One day, he accosted his friend, Don Benito Wilson. Well, that's what I said. How about coming up north with me to see the governor and get some land? You mean uh, all you got to do is just ask for it? That's the size of it. I've got some real nice country picked out for Bill and me, and I'm going up to claim it. How about you, Ben? Oh, no, not me. I'm not aiming to settle down here. And like I told you before, there's plenty more places to see. And I don't intend to live, die, and be buried in one out-of-the-way spot like this. I still think you'll change your mind, but, well, I'm going anyway. Sorry you won't come along. Well, who said I won't? I'll go up there with you, but only because I want to find a ship that's headed for China. Now, maybe I'll be lucky enough to find one in Monterey. <laughs> anyway, it's worth a try. <laughs> All right, you old Rolling Stone. We're off for Monterey. North to Monterey rode the two friends. And John Rowland paid a visit to Senor Aguayo, the prefect of the district. Ah, Senor uh, Rowland, did you say? Uh, what can I do for you? Well, I understand you're the man who can help me prepare the proper petition to obtain a grant of land. A grant of land? Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, but you, senor, are an Americano, are you not? See, si. Well, that is, I was born an Americano, but I'm a naturalized citizen of Mexico. So... Here are my papers. Mm. I'm a resident of the Department of New Mexico. I've married a Mexican wife. Hmm? In fact, I've produced seven little citizens of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, you will do, senor. And in that case, I shall prepare your petition. I can get the land? Oh, I do not know. But you have passed the first requirement. Uh, tell me, senor, where is the land you want? The land's to the east of the San Gabriel River near the bridge Lafayette, known as the Exmission lands of San Gabriel. Oh, the padres will not like that. Uh, but no matter, that is government land now. So you are entitled to it. See, that would make a good place for a rancho. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, then you'll uh, prepare the petition? Hmm? Oh, see, si, see. Si. I shall draw it up. Uh, when can I take possession of the land? <laughs> as soon as the provisional grant is issued. Uh, but when will that be? I, I mean, well, you see, I was planning on going back to my family and partner. And, well, I'd like to know I had the land before I left. <laughs> Of course. And when are you planning to leave, senor? Oh, in a day or two. Santa Maria, a day or two. <laughs> senor, you, you Americanos are too impatient. You shall be lucky if the grant is issued in two months, let alone two days. Is that so? Well, that seems a long time just to say yes or no. Oh, senor, wait until you have been here a while. You will understand. It is much easier just to take your time. Si, senor. In fact, here it is easy to forget time. <sighs> si, senor. Time was made for slaves. In spite of the Californians' contention that time was nothing, John Rowland and William Workman chafed at the bit until in 1842 their provisional grant was issued. They were able to take up their abode on their Rancho La Puente. Once on their land, the two friends and partners built homes close by one another and started the irrigation and cultivation of their land. But when the final provisions had been lived up to, they received their title papers, discovery was made. Bill, I don't know how I could have made such a mistake. It's all right, John. We have the land. 
The grant is legal. Everything will be all right. But the grant is made out only to me and not to both of us in partnership. Well, it doesn't really matter. But it does. Legally, you couldn't will your part to your children, or well, I couldn't anyway. Neither of us can. That's a provision in the grant. Well, it isn't right. We're going to have this changed. You're my partner on this lake on everything else. Half of this ranch is yours, and I'm going to see that you get it. Yes, and your children, too. We'll have it re-granted without any provisions at all. And John Rowland did have the Rancho La Puente re-granted to himself and William Workman. And thereafter, the two partners shared evenly in the profitable growth which followed. But the two men had arrived in California at a period of extreme upheaval, and within four years after their arrival, they were to take part in the great events. In 1845, when the army of Governor Michel Terena was being defied by Southern Californians, both Mexican and American, it was William Workman who aroused the local Americans to support the defenders of Los Angeles. Michel Terena is advancing on Los Angeles. He'll be in the city tomorrow. Let me stop. He must be stopped. I appeal to every one of you. You all know what this man's army means to us. Do we ever want to have any degree of self-government here in California? If we want to live in a society which has respect for law and order, if we ever want to be rid of the brigandry of Mitchell Corena's lawless mob, we must stand firm and fight beside our neighbors, the Californians. Are you with me? With Workman as leader, Don Benito Wilson, John Rowland, William McKinley, and some 50 other Americans did stand firm with the Californians and defeated Michel Terena in the Battle of Cahuenga. They made Pio Pico governor, and now calm was restored. For the last, for only a short time, for in 1846 came war with the United States. The American forces of Commodore Stockton took Los Angeles. As the Commodore moved on, he left a small force to guard the city. It was then... That word came to John Rowland. Bill, it's revolt. A general revolt of all the Californians. Mm, as bad as that. Well, surely Gillespie's men can stop it. Stop it? That handful will be annihilated if they don't get help. It's really serious. Juan Flores is the head of the insurgents, and they're out to get every American. Mm, that's bad. I'm having my horse saddled. I've got to ride out and warn Ben Wilson. Yes, he has a squad of soldiers. Maybe he can get to Gillespie with help. I'm afraid we'll have to have more than Ben's squad. They were just organized as a border patrol. Mm. Now I've got to warn Ben to save himself. Flores has sent out a hundred men to round him up. But, John, you're an American, too. If you're caught with Captain Wilson, you know what it'll mean. I know, Bill, but I've got to warn him. Well, then I'm going with you. No, Bill, this is one time you're not with me. You're an Englishman, not an American. If you stay here out of the way, they probably won't bother you, but... Look here, man, I'm not going to stand aside and do nothing to help. We're supposed to be partners on everything. All right, then, partner. The best way for you to help me is to stay here and take care of the ranch. I'll be all right. This will all blow over in a little while. And I'll want to come back here to a ranch that's been kept up. Yes, but look no here. No buts about it. I'm on my way. Take care of things. I'll be seeing you soon. Uh, but John! John! Roland reached Captain Benjamin Wilson and his men just as the Californians were closing in. And together they were besieged in the Williams Ranch house at Chino. For a time they held the attackers off, but... Well, we can't hold them off much longer, John. No, the ammunition's almost gone now. Uh, wait a minute. Do I smell smoke? Smoke? Yes. Well, it's a fire. They've set the roof on fire. It's going up like tinder. Hurry, men. Get out. Back out to the patio. Well, they'll smoke us out even there, man. Uh, no, we're done for. Might as well give up right now. We're prisoners. And may God help us. Mm-hmm. 
The Americans, undertone Benito Wilson, were herded into an improvised prison in Los Angeles. There they remained for some time in great physical discomfort. Then, one day... Senor Palomares. Oh, Senor Workman. Come in, come in. Won't you sit down? Uh, gracias, Senor. I have something important to talk to you about. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> I've not seen you for some time. Not since... No, not uh, since this trouble started. I see. I only come now, Senor, because of word I've received from my good friend John Rowland, mm. who, as you know, is held prisoner here. I know. It is unfortunate. Senor, I come to you because you're an honest, humane gentleman, as are most Californians. Gracias, Senor. I know that... Even though our sympathies may not lie on the same side, you are a man of honor, and you will not countenance dishonor among your countrymen. Dishonor, senor, among us Californianos? Come, senor workman, speak up. Very well. I have received word from my friends that General Flores plans to send them as trophies of war to the government at Mexico City. Senor, you are sure? See, si. for so Flores has already told them. Don't Ignacio. You will not allow him to do anything so inhumane, so dishonorable, will you? Senor, many of us have not liked Flores' treatment of the Americanos. But we have felt uh, we could do nothing. After all, you sent here from Mexico. See, si. when the Americano forces come back, he will flee to Mexico again, leaving you Californianos to bear the shame of his dishonorable dealings. I know that, senor. This whole unpleasant matter is much to be regretted, senor workman. But you have my word for it. There shall be no more to be regretted. Flores will not carry out this scheme. Don't Ignacio, I knew you would not allow it. I shall call my friends together right away. And we shall take action. With force, if necessary. Quickly, Don Ignacio Palomares gathered the honorable California domes around him and challenged General Flores' command of the insurgents. Anxiously, the prisoners waited in their quarters, the sound of firing ringing up to them. Ben seems to be fading away. There's not as much firing as before. Yeah, sounds like it's Peter now. I'm afraid we're sunk, John. Oh, if only we could do something, not just sit here in prison waiting and praying when out there our fate is being decided. I'm afraid it's been decided. The firing's almost stopped. I didn't think Flores would give up that easily. Then we'll soon be on our way to Mexico. John! John hmm? Rowland! Ben Wilson! It's Bill Workman. Huh? Bill, what are you doing here? Workman, how in the world... Hold over, men. You're safe. We've just finished off the last of Flores' men who held out. But how? It was easy. Most of his own men were on our side. <laughs> General Flores is in irons, and you're safe. Whom do the public records show to be the owner of the land upon which you're living right this minute? Do you know for sure? Do you know what they show about who owned it before the present owner acquired it? What rights or claims or interests any person or any corporation or any municipality has in that land? Suppose you didn't know the answer to all those questions, but you wanted to know. And surely you would want to know if you were buying that land or if you were lending money with that land as security. It is the business of Title Insurance and Trust Company of Los Angeles to determine from a mass of millions of different records the answers to all these questions. When that determination has been made, not only from an examination of these records, but by an interpretation of these records, it issues what is called a policy of title insurance. This ensures you against any loss you may suffer by reason of mistakes in the policy of title insurance as to any of these matters. 
When you buy real estate or lend on real estate, just think, title insurance is my protection. The Americans under Captain Benjamin Wilson were freed from the threat of being taken to Mexico City as trophies of war by the prompt action of the Californians. Flores was later restored to his command after promising to refrain from any mistreatment of the American prisoners. From now on, Roland, Wilson, and the others fared better, but they were still captive. Then, on January 8, 1847, the day before the Battle of the San Gabriel, General Andres Pico visited them in a cell. You mean, General Pico, that you're releasing us? See, mi amigo, for we have no one to guard you. All of our men go to the battle, and you would not be safe here. The mob might get out of hand here in the Pueblo. So you're letting us go for our own safety, huh? You see, but on one condition, that you promise not to join the Americano forces against us. I'm sure that you have our promise, General. You're being more than generous. Gracias. We have never had any ill will toward you, senores. I only wish that this unpleasantness could have been avoided. See, General Pico, that goes both ways. But I'm sure that whatever happens, we can all live here in this grand country together, peacefully and happily. On General Andres Pico's horses, Wilson and Roland make good their escape and return to their homes. The next day... The Californians were defeated at San Gabriel, and all California knew that it was to become a part of the United States of America. But the course of events changed the even tenor of life on La Puente, but little, for a time at least. On the Workman Roland property grew up a virtual community in itself. In 1855, Workmen built the first brick house in California, which still stands. Beside their crops and vineyards, the cattle and horses, John Roland built a flour mill and a winery. His flour and aguardiente supplied many in the Pueblo. Those were prosperous years during the 50s, for settlers were pouring into California. Gradually, with growth, conditions changed. From the sleepy frontier village, Los Angeles began its growth as an American city of commerce and industry. As the years passed, the American rancheros took an active part in the development. William Workman joined with his son-in-law, Francis F.P. Temple, and Isaac W. Hellman to go into the banking business. Later on, in 1870, Workman and Temple established a bank of their own and for a while prospered. Then, three years later, on a little barren plot of ground on Rancho La Puente, a sad scene was enacted. Don't you think we'd better be getting back to the house, Mr. Workman, sir? No, Francis. Just a minute more. I want to stay here with him a minute more. But it's getting late. I can't believe it yet, Francis. There under the soil he loved so well lies John Rowland. It's where he'd want to be, sir. Yes. Yes, it's where I want to be too, Francis. Remember that when the time comes. John and I lived and worked and fought together. We've been friends and partners most of our lives. And when it comes to me too, I should be like to like to be laid right here, Francis. Here beside my old partner, John. I promise you it will be done, sir. <laughs> but what are we talking about? That's far in the future. You'll probably outlast me many years. Oh, no, son. I, I have a feeling that now John's gone, it won't be very long for me. 
and William Workman was to live only a few years longer, contentedly at home on his Rancho La Puente. Surrounding him were his children, his grandchildren, his sons and daughters-in-law, among them many names illustrious. John Reed, Francis Temple. There were the Boyles and John Rowland's family, including William, the sheriff who captured the bandit Vasquez. The old pioneer left his banking business pretty much in the hands of Temple. And all went well until, in 1874, Workman was hastily called to the bank. Francis? Francis, what is it? What's the matter? No, Mr. Workman, I'm glad you're here. What are all these people doing here? It's a run. A run on the bank. It's getting worse and worse. It's a panic, sir, a panic. But why? What's the cause of it? Well, yesterday in San Francisco, the Bank of California closed its doors, and all over the state, one bank after another is following suit. Closed? But, Francis, there's no need for us to close, is there? Yes, sir, I'm afraid there is. We can't keep open in the face of a panic like this. We've given out almost all of our cash now. That's why I asked you to come. I want your permission to, to close the doors. And why should I lend money to a bank? Every one of them's closed. But the scare is over. I'm sure if we can reopen, we'll be all right, Mr. Baldwin. The Hellman's reopening tomorrow, E.J., and we want to do the same. If you'll put up this money, we can. You say you want 310000 huh? That's a lot of money. But it's safe, E.J. Both Francis and I are willing to stake our property on it. Yes, we'll give you a mortgage for our combined real estate. Uh, all right, all right, I'll do it. But I don't envy you, fellas. Looks to me like you're jumping from the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> How does it stand? You've been poring over those figures for hours. It doesn't look good, sir. You mean... Yes. We can't liquidate our assets. We can't call back enough loans. And our money is gone. And that means we'll have to close again. Yes. But this time for good. And our land, the Rancho La Puente. It's gone. The shock was too much for William Workman. And a short time later... They carried him to his final resting place. And so he placed him here beside his old friend in this little acre of God, just where he wanted to be. May he rest in peace. We who knew him shall never forget him. Not forgotten is William Workman or John Rowland, pioneers of early Los Angeles. Today, their many descendants are prominent in Southland affairs, including a famous president of the city council, the Honorable Boyle Workman, who has written much about his kinsmen and his life in early California. They are remembered, too, on the land of Rancho La Puente, where today prosperous farms and homes and the thriving cities of Covina, Puente, and Baldwin Park are located. For it is men like these who have helped to make Southern California as it is today. Such is the romance of the ranchos. When you deal with land, you deal with people. Because things which happen to people may affect their land. You must know, for example, what legal disabilities, if any, a person might have which might prevent him from or affect him in dealing with land. Now, suppose you were buying a lot from Catherine Jones, spelled with a C. Suppose the records disclose that one Catherine Jones spelled with a K, is incompetent. Is that the same person? It doesn't appear to be, but it might be. It's the business of Title Insurance and Trust Company of Los Angeles to establish the identity of these persons 
and to ensure you against loss by reason of any mistake in any such identification. Incidentally, there are at least 24 different ways to spell the name Catherine. Does this give you some idea of the magnitude of the work which must be done by the title insurance company? Now, Frank, what's the story for next week? Next week, we'll trace the history of Catalina and the Channel Islands along the coast, where the romantic sea otter trade was carried on. And there's a tale about the lost woman of San Nicolas, a fascinating chapter in the romance of the ranchos. So, until next week, this is your wandering vaquero, Frank Graham, saying, Hasta la vista, señoras, señores. The Romance of the Ranchos, a presentation of the Title Insurance and Trust Company of Los Angeles, featuring Frank Graham as the wandering vaquero, is dramatized by John Dunkel and produced by Ted Bliss, with special music arranged by Irwin Yo. Bob Lamond speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>